Jeez, I wish we had vision. Why? Um, so people could see you dancing like that. Because that's just, uh, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm just up and about, mate. It's uh, oh, that's a nice, pleasant change. Oh, we got we got the old fucking barfly in the corner laughing at your piss bar, sweet job. Barfly, barman, barfly, same shit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, a lovely, lovely Thursday evening. We've just finished a round of footy, going into another round of footy. We've got the Demons here in Adelaide to... Lose their first game for the year. Adelaide trying to take that zero, make it a one. Will happen. Fat chance. Talk about mixed emotions for you this week. Huh? Mixed emotions for you this week. Your two teams playing against each other. (laughs) It's tough. It's a win-win. Win-win situ, though. But. Can't wait for Adelaide to win. Then all the knives will be out from the D fans. I want to sack the coach again. No, no, no. There was a big public apology from the the donkeys at the debrief, another podcast. Um, they issued an apology to Simon. It's quite yeah. funny reading because it just proved how big a fuckwits they were. It does, does make me laugh how people are like, I read on Twitter that some donkey today was like, I think you'll find Uza and Williams are, to be honest, I think Uza and Williams are responsible for the for the lift. Now, my problem with that is, can they have that much of a difference straight up in two minutes? Wouldn't have thought so. Nah, neither would I. Anyway, this isn't the Demon Show. This oh, isn't is it? This is the season of the Publican Show, and we're we're a t- we're a podcast for all sports, all teams, everything. And um, geez, it's, uh, we can't we can't start the show without mentioning the biggest result of the weekend. Is this a UFC thing? No, no, no the Bulldogs <laughs> knocking off the power. How is that the biggest result of the weekend? Well, it's just the third third big game that Porter failed at again, and. Don't say they're, uh, um, what was it, down here, no, not down here, what, what were people? Flat track bullies. Flat track bullies. Don't say that because that's disrespectful to their opposition. Number one, it's a cricket term, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Flat track being? Uh, a road. Uh, an, a, a nice concrete pitch that the batters can just go bang, bang, bang. But um, no, taking the piss aside... It was actually a good game to watch. Um, Jared Waitley had a big spit that... Jared, Not just Jared. Jared Waitley had a big spit that, the two, that. The, t- <laughs> the two biggest games of the round are going head-to-head and it was a disgrace that the AFL couldn't have scheduled right. I'm sorry, but we've been having two games on a Saturday night for how long? And, and we have overlaps all over the round. Friday night's the only, only time that there's not an overlap. How does, how does the Sunday... How can we not get that fucking right? There's three games. Well, the we problem is for years the league has treated Sunday fixturing with utter contempt. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh, who do we want to punish? Uh, yet we'll just make them play every Sunday. Who gets fuck all ratings and fuck all crowds? All right, we'll put them on Sunday. <laughs> like, why not go back to like the mid-90s when the 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock game of Sunday was always a ball terror? Mm. And rated its ass off because there was two good sides playing Sunday. And, oh, guess what? Guess what? 
They had clean air because there was no fucking amateurs. There was no state league on a Sunday. It was, it was the the one thing to do on a Sunday. We were talking about this the other day with NFL. Sunday night football is there. Bring prime it on prime time slot. A- Adelaide played home Sunday night games in ninety one and ninety two. Really? Yes. I can't remember that. Yeah, of course you fucking can. Because I was five, yeah. but still, that's. Um, I was never allowed to go. Because, oh, it's a school day the next day and then you have to travel for two hours to get home after the football. And yeah, coming from fucking West Lakes. Or you mean to your, your hometown. Yeah. <laughs> you used to spend an hour in that fucking car park getting out. I remember your dad would get in the car and hop in the line to get out and me and Tom would kick the foot in the car park for about 45 <laughs> minutes ago. And then he'd, then he'd crack the shits and he'd go drive over the curb. <laughs> Guys, I'm going over the curb. Oh, fuck, we're having a good kick here, mate. <laughs> Get in the car! <laughs> Stop the call! <laughs> but yeah, nah. The old, um, have you been out there lately? West Lakes? It's a little bit different. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's really eerie going out there. How, how many streets on that developed area are named after Max Pashy? Because oh. there better be a fucking few of them. <laughs> I don't think there's many. I don't think there's any. Oh. Has to be. I wonder if there's a crow's shed drive. <laughs> Jeez, they, Adelaide's always had just some shit names for stuff like the shed. We'll call a shed the shed. Like, but guess what? Guess what it was? What? A shed. Oh, good on what? You. I'm saying it's a fucking shit name. Anyway, enough talking about shit shit. There was some... You uh, know about shit shit. This bloke, <laughs> I swear, the people... And I'm not saying anything that most people that know you don't already know. This bloke spends more time on the shit house than anyone I've ever met. What oh. is with you? What is with this fucking attack on me tonight, mate? Oh, well, fucking hell! Makes a pleasant change. I haven't had a shit tonight. I've held uh, on. Pardon? To it. I didn't have a shit. Well, why did it take you an hour to fucking get here then? Lying on my bed watching uh, Instagram reels. Yeah, I got caught. You didn't. The, you got didn't got send me any. Got caught in the vortex. I did send that one of, uh, of that. Um, <laughs> she posted on the Facebook page of the Kiwis crashing the car. <laughs> you owe me a car. Actually, listeners out there, just just send us if you do on our Instagram page. Send us funny videos you see because the the girls getting hurt's got to be my number one go to every morning. When I open my Instagram page and it's like the first one on there, girls getting hurt, I send it to everyone because it is absolutely hilarious. Everyone. Everyone. Haven't sent me one in a while. It's not all about you, Danny, but... uh, Clearly not on your friends list. Let's roll into a bit of that footy action on the weekend. There was... uh, We started on Friday night with St Kilda... I'm not going to say Geelong won. I'm going to say St Kilda threw that game because there's no way you can miss some of those shots they were missing at goal. No, but it was all... It was all. Oh, uh, it's actually just come yeah. on the TV as we're talking about but, it. But according to their coach, it was all the umpires felt for not giving them free kicks for, for holding, holding the ball. ball. Just tackle better. Yeah. But, um, Apparently he thinks it's under 12s or something. That old king king a ding ding um, Pardon? Ring-a-ding-ding, oh. the big, big king. He was... Which uh, one's that? Max or...? Oh, they both had a pretty average... Day in front of goal, but um, we'll go with Max. He uh, on Sunday footage they had Lordo talking about him, and and Lordo's going, "No, oh, well, I used to teach him this and that." He said it's his action, and he said the way he's the way he's coming in, he hasn't got enough momentum behind him. He's having a three step run up, and they said, 
Would you put up your hand to go coach? He said, well, no. <laughs> I'm not a St Kilda coach. He, he's got plenty of coaches around here that can try and help him. And they asked uh, Rewald about, oh, maybe maybe it's time you went and had a coffee. Oh, that bloke couldn't kick for his entire career. So why in the hell would you want him advising the lad? Well, that, that actually brings but up... But it hasn't scared off the Saints. Well, when we're talking about Rewald, later on the show, we've got our, uh, our very first inaugural top five. There's going to be a different top five every week. And this one is the top five forwards. Any type of forward, but just the top five forwards. So I wonder if Rewalt will make either of ours. You've uh, but you've hit me with it late tonight that we're doing a top five forwards. Oh, five o'clock gave you a bit of fucking lead up. But and then I, uh, I was like, oh, I'm having a bit of strife here. <laughs> How do I... Put only five blokes in my top five because I had about 133, <laughs> and then and then you've gone. Oh no, you can have two honourable mentions. Oh, three. Oh, three. Right. I'm not sure how I'm meant to reduce that from 1,273 to three. But we'll come back to that. That's that's later on the show. Okay. Um, speaking of St Kilda, the show. Huh? Later on the show. <sighs> the on, St Kilda game brought up some. Some legends will say it. We saw the big G train in the crowd. Oh. Just uh, giving man- pies away. Mangling a pie like he did some opposition players and then gave one off. And Have you seen the interview that he did? I heard it. Didn't see it. It wasn't vision of it. Oh. I did hear it. Uh, when I haven't heard it. When he uh, had Didn't a dip he give at, it? He had a dip at... Had a dip at um, Gary Lyon. Well, he had a dip at Triple M. On a Triple M show. <laughs> he was being interviewed on a Triple M podcast. No better, no better place to have a go at him. And uh, it was about um, their 3-2-1 worst player on ground and how Gary and Brayshaw, um, who were crippling blokes, mental health, I don't know, I think he may have been a bit overboard with it, saying a goal was worst on ground. I don't know. Maybe got to be a bit thick-skinned uh, thick than that, but he had a real dip at him. But then he told the story how he bumped into him at a pub at a Mad, was it a Mad Monday or after something and gave him both a bit of his mind. Can you imagine a G train with about 13 pints in him bailing up at a pub? You're like, whoa. I reckon I'd agree with him. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to resign. And I'm I, like, I, I, I hate I, Triple M too. I'm fucking out of here. And I reckon Brayshaw and uh, Brayshaw definitely and... Gary to a lesser extent, but they would have agreed to. Gary's fucking tall. He's, I couldn't believe it. We bumped into him in the elevator at, uh, oh, this is a good story actually. Me, uh, Rowie, another mate of ours, Crowley, went to the Port Melbourne game, start of a couple of years ago. Is this when you were asked whether you were, you were meant to be where you were? <laughs> well, if you let me finish the story. Oh, sorry. And so we're trying to get down into the Melbourne rooms after a loss, probably not the... The smartest thing to do, but we've uh, we've managed to get into an elevator, and in in that elevator is Eddie Maguire, Liam Pickering, and uh, Gary Lyon. Two lads who I didn't realise how fucking huge they were, Gary Lyon and Pickering, and uh, Pickering, yeah, very he was quite tall. Um, but then Eddie Maguire looked at us and he said, "G'day boys, you going to the right spot?" <laughs> we went, "Yeah, yeah, going down." He's like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> okay. In other words, 
What the fuck are you plebs hopping in our elevator down into the uh, superstar section? Anyway, we get down. We're trying to find the entry to the rooms and Eddie hops into his uh, Lexus. Gary hops into <laughs> fucking some sort of superstar car. And Pickers, who is a manager to a lot of big players. Agent to the stars. Agent to the stars. Waltz is over to a 2015 Holden Crap Tiva, hops in, starts it, and I said, that's got to be a loan car, or that's the A to B, because I can't imagine he's short of a dollar. But maybe spends it elsewhere and uh, drives the Crap Tiva, but anyway. Pretty sure I've heard uh, some blokes giving him crap about his car. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, On so the wireless? It was, it was very interesting hopping, in, hopping into that elevator and... Being, 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 uh, being asked without directly being asked, what the fuck are you doing, lads? So that was that. Should have asked Eddie where his fluoro jacket was. With security written on it. The uh, <laughs> there's there's civil war going down at Collingwood at the moment. I don't know too much about it. I just read a few of the a few of the headlines and stories, but there's all shit going down at the board, and Eddie's still banned. Eddie in the background. He's a conniving little cunt, isn't he? Is he? I like him. Yeah. Misunderstood. Oh, he's your man. Who? King. Oh, he slotted that one. That's got to be the only guy. He has kicked that dead-eye dick and just missed the next six after that, all from 10 to 20. That's a confidence booster, surely. He kicked one goal six. I think he kicked, yeah, two goals five, I think. And they were... There's a G-train. Nailing pies, giving away pies. Pretty sure that's his son. Um, But, yeah, Going back to, to G-Train, he's given a fair whack-whack, but then Mark Robinson wrote an article about Gary Lyon talking about how um, he he um, his berating of people when he should know better from mental health. Gary fucking went, went back at him something fierce yesterday. Had a crack at him on radio because Mark Robinson um, was having a crack at him. And he said, oh, this is coming from a guy who, when Alex Fasolo said he was contemplating suicide he's written an article that said um uh what do you say good drugs because um suicidal one minute at training on thursday i'm not sure it was an article i think it was a tweet oh a tweet yeah so gary lyon's got a long memory and he 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 fished deep into the pocket to whip that one out Hmm. so there's a bit of bit of unrest in victoria at the moment it's good watching it from here in south australia they're all as bad as each other. Fucking scum. But speaking of Victoria, there was a side in Victoria that was starved of any sort of joy. The blue and white army. Kanga, kanga, kanga. Roo, roo, roo. Finally got their win. Can't believe we just did that. Finally got their win. And uh, it was good to see him. Are you going to do the podcast or are you just going to watch, watch the TV, mate? Just taking over like normal, so I'm just sitting here looking at the footy. That's great, mate. Anyway, North Melbourne had their first win. It's good to see the lads have a win. Fair old comeback from where they were. <laughs> were there six goals down in the first quarter or something, <laughs> do you think? Hawthorne supporters were going, fuck it, hell. We got rolled by North. Bloody, the midget's got to go, doesn't he? Who? The midget, the coaches. So he's seven weeks <laughs> What about Ben Buckley when they hired him? 
we hope to be playing finals and contending for a flag in two to three years. Sorry, Ben. You reevaluate, mate. You've you've got one of the biggest rebuilds in history. Hmm. Simpkin had a bit of it. Nah, I didn't really didn't watch the game. Just saw the results. Huh. Well, what were you doing? Huh? Oh, you were at Scotchies, were you? Yeah, out at our footy. Um, the same day, the Collie Wobbles kicked in yet again. They had a big start, and Sydney's just come. When are they going to re-sign Buckley? That's what they're talking about. This week. They're going to re-sign him. So he's not only not going to lose his job, but they're probably going to give him a two-year extension. So he must have photos of people. Who would be better? Coach him, probably no one. To be honest, it's mm. not. The, I I wouldn't. The only thing that when coaches are under pressure, the the clubs will tend to cave into the media, the fans, all that shit. Now this is Buckley can clearly coach. They contended in a grand final two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, eighteen, twenty eighteen. They lost to West yeah, Coast. Lost to West Coast. They've played and finals and since. lost to West Coast. Yeah, by beast. No, yeah, yeah, because of one outrageous goal. Um, and previously, they've contended in prelims and everything. And to say that that they need to get rid of Buckley, um, I think it's a bit hard on him. They've just cleared cleared out a shitload of players. Haven't managed their books right. He's uh, haven't managed their books right. <laughs> Understatement the of the year. <laughs> it's not the only. It's not the only mismanagement in this country at the moment. I'm going, going, going political. Ooh. The uh, we we didn't talk about it on the last potty because it was just starting to blow up. But the India, India crisis over there with all the Australian cricketers who were going over to. Cric- cricketers from Australia. What did I say? Australian cricketers. They are Australian cricketers, you fucking idiot. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't realise that there's any difference. But anyway, they're over there earning a huge hunk of money. Yep. And then they wanted to have a chartered flight home paid for by Cricket Australia, which, lo and behold, not in over the there. end happened. <laughs> Was it Cricket Australia or was it uh, the ACA, B- the Cricketers? I think it was actually BCC that they paid for the chartered flight for him to get to Maldives. Maldives, Maldives. No idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> but uh, Slater didn't hold back, had a real <sighs> had a real whack. But in the end, you guys fucking got on a plane and went into... Five minutes after Cricket Australia cancelled a tour to South Africa because they said, nah, no, nah, we're not yeah. doing this. We went into ground zero and then of you COVID. choose to do it. So you made your fucking bed. India was always a tinderbox too. Like it was going to, if it was going to go off, it was going to go bad there. Because they've got fucking a, they're a third world country with the biggest population on earth in a fucking tiny area. Couple of bad sneezes and she was off and running. And lo and behold, I loved how the rhetoric changed with the um, how safe the hub was. They were like, "Oh, the the cricket hub, is, the bubble is secure. Um, the players are safer there than anywhere." 
48 hours later, Hussey and half his team have all got COVID and are wondering if they're going to survive the fortnight. Like they say, oh, yeah, no, this hub's fine. What? So everyone in the hub is hubbing. So I don't know how that... So hotel staff. Right. Whatever they did, it eventually got overpowered and... There was the uh, Hussey was saying today he's just recovered from it, and he's doing his, he did his quarantine in Australia. I think he's just about out. Now that was Michael, not David, wasn't it? Michael. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, he said when all the players were worried about getting home, he said I got COVID. He said I wasn't even thinking about how am I going to get home. He's like, I need to get better because <laughs> I'm fucked. I feel like shit. Well, it's it's. And not that I'd like to get it anywhere. India wouldn't be the place you want to have it, eh? Not only that, you're battling food poisoning every day or just trying to eat any sort of food without getting lava diarrhoea and then you've then you got to contend with COVID. But uh, they, they got out and uh, they're all back here in Australia now, aren't they? Yeah, they got... Yeah, yesterday the day before they get on, did they? Oh, lucky boys! Got a nice old chartered flight out from the from the uh, Australian government. I think they chartered that flight out of India for the cricketers. Meanwhile, there's still didn't you say the BCC? No, they chartered the flight to the Maldives. Yeah, and then they the Australian government banned them from coming home. And then when they lifted the ban, they said, "Well, we better get our cricketers back first. <coughs> they got their own little flight out of there back to Australia. They got preferential treatment. Who would have thought being fucking mm. sports stars would, would would be of any benefit compared to the normal? You certain of this? Yeah, first I've heard of it. it. Was on fucking Today Show and Carl Stefanovic was having a nice old whinge about it. So what? Because he's because he's Channel Nine buddy Michael Slater was was reckoning the prime minister had blood on his hands. No, I think he was just furious that they got preferential treatment and got the old lift back to Australia before anyone else did. Mm. But that's not the only thing that's blowing up in cricket world this week. Old Sandpaper Gate has reared its head against something fierce. Now that's... Ban- I think Bancroft was having an interview on The Guardian and they said... Uh, did something come He said, oh, we, we weren't the only people that knew what was happening. Now, he didn't say... It's the bowlers. But, of course, the media have just run with it going, must have been the bowlers. So they've come out and... They've come out and... and <laughs> did you fart? That is fucking... I can't even talk. Um, they've come out and... Oh, Jesus, mate. You can't do that, isn't it? Oh, God, if only there was some sort of uh, smeller, smeller session that you guys could get here, you'd realise that I'm... I can taste it. Um, the uh, fuck, I've lost my train of thought. You've completely fucked. Cameron Bancroft. Cameron Bancroft had an interview and obviously said, "Yeah, we weren't the only ones that knew what was going on, but maybe it was some trainers, some people behind the scenes." There's, uh, there was, there couldn't be only those three that knew what was going on. What about the former skipper, Michael Clark? Yeah, that bloke. Mm. He had a, good, had a very Hasn't good point, he though. just adhered himself to fucking all and sundry once again? Did he have a good point, though? Uh, I don't know, did he? 100%. Oh, did he? 
A bowler knows exactly what's going on with that ball. Okay. You think they wouldn't notice it was being tampered with? So, so the umpires have got the ball. How often does the umpire hold the ball in between every over? Does he? Do they? Do they throw the ball to the umpire every over? Yep. The end of the over. Every over. I believe so. You don't know, do you? Not really. <laughs> no, definitely the umpire ball goes back to the umpire, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah, I I agree with what his statement was. If if they were sanding, sanding, what the fuck did they think sandpaper would be inconspicuous? But if they're sanding one side of it, you'd um, you'd tend to notice. But did they actually start? Had they? Even, who even knows? Had they been sanding it for days? Who? Had, who? How far into sandpaper gate was it? Was it the very first thing? They hadn't even touched it. Yet? Like how the fuck does anyone know? But I can tell you what. Some, would, someone's going to make millions off the story in a few years' time. I would have thought. What was the score at the time? Do you know? We were getting done. We couldn't get the reverse swing, and South Africa was starting to really put it on us. So how long since a previous wicket, maybe? No idea. Yeah. Do you know? No. <laughs> because, because definitely the ball goes to the umpire then and they inspect the ball mm. after wicket. Well, sometime in the future, I think we're going to hear some... I'm uh, sure the ball goes to the umpire b- between overs. Every over? No, no idea. We'll find out one day. At least the air's cleared. I can breathe a bit now. Um, what do you mean? Huh? Well, maybe we'll just go into the top five now while I can breathe. I'll have it in, in case you decide to fucking oh. must, mustard gas me again. Jeez, I'm going to cut some criticism over this and just tell. Well, hold on. Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Who goes first? Is it now, everyone listening. Let ne- that bitch go first. Ne- neither of us uh, know who we've, who we've selected as our top five, but we're going to give our top five and specific reasons why they are in there. Or specific reasons, or or Pacific reasons, whatever you want to say. Um, what? Let's go rock paper scissors. Did you okay. fart again? No, oh. just fucking calm the fuck down. One, two, three. Yep. Ah, oh, are you one of these one, two, three go people? Why did you, you just give me the finger? You didn't actually do it. One, two, three. <laughs> You've changed the rules. So on three? I'll just go first, cunt. Fuck it, go. You go first. No, you go first. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll go first. Right, my top five. <coughs> I'll go through my honourable Is mentions. this five, four, three, two, one? Yeah. Right. I hate people that start from the top and work down because there's no climax. There's no... Just like, get on. There's no fucking... Anyway, honourable mentions. Now, this is going to be controversial. So the you could have articles written about us. It's that controversial, but... One of my mentions, uh, we've got Franklin in there. As an honourable. And an honourable. A lot of goals, done a lot. Good work. Pretty good Nick forward. Rewalt. Nick Rewalt's in my mentions as well. Yeah. Um, if, only the, if he kicked straight, he probably would have been top three. It's true. Uh, incredible, incredible That's engine. That's costly kicking then. Can I go through it, please? Okay. Incredible engine. Up and down, mark after mark. <laughs> Just couldn't convert at all all the stages. So, as I mentioned, and um, if I've got to mention, this going to probably cause a bit of angst with you. It's probably the greatest goal kicker of all time has come in as I mentioned, Tony Lockett. Hang on, 
What do you mean? I have. I wanted to fit him in here, and he probably should have slotted in at five. But the reason why... You are off your head. <coughs> my number five, so we'll start the count. My number five I'm comes... I'm not sure I can go on. ...comes in over Lockett because of... He's got, what, about maybe 100 less goals. But his season average... His season average is seven goals more than what Lockett's was. Jason Dunstall... Number five, averaged 89 goals a season. Over his whole career, averaged 89 goals. 89. 89.57, actually. Oh, he had a look at two. So he must be in your five. <coughs> so, Dunstall, 1,254 goals, um, an average of 89 goals per season, just electric. And he, he was still kicking tons when he was at the end of his career. Lukey Norman had a. Had 100 kicked on him at, <laughs> at the G when he was playing for the Ds. Coming in at number four, Gary Ablett Senior. Don't think I have to say too much of uh, Mark of the Year where he never marked it, but uh, this guy started as a wingman. So his first season wasn't even bags of goals or the first, wasn't even honing his craft. He didn't move to the forward line until he went to Geelong, if I stand correct. 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 Who did he play for before that? Uh, Hawthorne. Oh, correct. Hawthorne. I'm, I'm surprised you got that. Surprised you got <laughs> Number three is going to cause a lot of uh, people to call me a bias prick, but don't. You're not going to. You're not going to put Sam Wiedemann in there, are you? <laughs> oh, go fish your shit. <laughs> go plate your shit. Everything. Tony Modra at number three. As greatest forwards of all time, reason being. Now Modra's prominent. Best years, he didn't have a long career. He succumbed to the injury, went to Freo. But that five-year gap, he was the best forward. He would kick bags of goals, take grabs from anywhere, kick goals from anywhere. There was no other forward that could do what Tony Modra did. And if he wasn't in that side, I don't reckon Adelaide win probably six or seven games in each of those seasons he played. It would have been abysmal. Tony Modra, number three. Number two, people actually don't realise or forget this guy kicked 900-odd goals and essentially was almost a resting forward from the midfield. Lethal. Lethal. Lee Matthews is my number two. 900 goals. He's like sixth or seventh on the all-time goal kicking as a mid-forward. Fucking Phenomenal. And he got suspended for about fucking fifty games out of his career too. Mm. So you add more goals in, he could have he could have Lockett by the balls, but he's my number two. My number one. Lethal's your number two. He's my number two. My number one. Hang on, hang on. Before you go, number one, who was your five? Four, a five is Dunstall. Dunst. Four, Ablett Senior. Three, Godra. Two, Lethal Lee Matthews. Okay. And number one, my goat forward of all time and what I call the goat player of all time, Wayne the King Carey. Copious amounts of marks, created a vacuum called the Pagans Paddock with Pagan, would run. Have you seen how many marks he took running back with the flight of the footy into a pack? 
unheard yes, of. Yes, because I've seen television and before. goals after yeah. goals after goals. Wayne Carey is my number one forward. Yeah, right. Roll, roll on, mate. I'm still, I'm still stuck back on uh, Lockett. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit. To <laughs> As an honourable mention, we should, we should have done a top six. <laughs> yeah, mods over Lockett's a bit ambitious, but I can't just go goal kickers. Can't hang just on, go. Great. Hang on, not only mods over Lockett, mods at three. Yeah, Lockett at six. Yeah, yeah. Off your head. Uh, well, let's. Le- hey, this is the whole beauty of the fucking uh, top five. It is opinion. You're up next, son. It, it is. It is opinion. And your opinion's not wrong. It's just fact. Yeah, well, your opinion too. But like, uh, yeah. an opinion's like an asshole. Everyone's got one. So yeah. fucking move on. Let's go. Okay. An honourable mention. G. Ablett Senior. Fuck, you're aiming me and you put Ablett Senior as I mentioned. Your, your top five would want to be pretty good. Why, why doesn't he fit in your five? Because I've had five other blokes in your five. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even in the Hall of Fame, mate. Look, so he can't no, be that good. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you don't kill people in a hotel and get in the Hall of Fame, mate. That's Ooh. the reason. That's the sole reason, mate. Or raving on about Jesus on a fucking 75-minute Facebook live chat. But, yeah, anyway. Still hits my top five. An honourable mention. Another one. And this will be this will be a bit controversial. And or oh, um, no, nothing uh, can be controversial after my locket call. Apparently, so yeah, well, you're right. Um, I've got the Louche as an honourable mention. Who the Fevolution? Fev. He no. was the last of the genuine Matthew Lloyd. Same time. Yeah. Fevolution in it, the honourable mention. Yeah. It was, it was in Just purely for, like, his kicking ability was that far. He was in the top ten. I was running through him, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll play that. So at five, I've actually got a bloke that you named at two. Lethal? Yeah, because as soon as you said his, as soon as you said his stats, I'm like, no, exactly what you're talking about. You didn't, you didn't think I'd have him in mind. Um. Well, I'm, it, and I'm not going to go through his stats because you've already summed him up pretty well. Uh, the, is the is the most recognisable thing apart from him punching out um, uh, and, old and mate in the middle was him breaking the Neville Bruns. Yeah. Oh, what a he man! <laughs> but he breaks the post. <laughs> um, now I must admit, my five, four, three, two aren't in any particular order. It's not. No, this is oh. the whole point of it. Oh, it okay. has to be in order, you dickhead. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to be doing your, your favourite bunch. Um, my... <laughs> You're really looking at it thinking, fuck, who am I putting a four now? Yeah, because <laughs> I... Um, my four, then, is a bloke that hailed from Tassie. Peter Hudson. Yeah, fair play. Now... He only played a hundred. You were probably alive when he was playing, so that's why you got him in there. Um, (laughs) He only played a hundred and twenty-nine VFL games. He kicked seven. He said VFL then. Seven hundred and twenty-seven VFL goals. Did he turn up every season? He uh, 
No, his average season was 80.78. Not as good as Dunstall. Um, his career was cut short by injury. He was a four-time Coleman medalist, 68, 70, 71, 77. And he came back after a year in... After four years in Tassie and came back for the 77 season. Fucking hell. Um, he was a six-time Hawthorne leading goal kicker. 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, right, 77. <laughs> he kicked 51 goals in representative football. For Tassie? For Tassie and he played also for Victoria. That state of origin rule was really yeah. lax, wasn't it? <laughs> um he played 288 representative games. 288? That can't be right. No, sorry. <laughs> no, played 51 rep games for 288 goals. He kicked 288 goals in rep? Oh. Yep. He kicked 43 goals for the Big V in six games, I think it was. Um, Yet I've got Lockett as a mention. <laughs> but he had, he had 159 Tassie Football League games over two stints. Kicked 994 goals in the Tassie Footy League and 727 yeah. VFL so goals. Australia-wide is the leading goal kicker, they're not. Yeah. Best ever average, 5.64 goals a game. Jeez, if you're doing this uh, write-up for all of them, we could be here a while. Sorry. <laughs> all right, well, obviously you're winding me up a bit, so I need to get on with it. Um, uh, next I have... Number three. The Chief. And just quietly, if you're on Instagram, follow follow the Chief on Instagram. Chief Dunstall. Not actually his Instagram. <laughs> Makes me cry every week when they mention it on the bounce, so. so. Um, all right, so the Queenslander, as uh, me offsider over here said, 89.57 uh, goals per season at that, a game average of 4.66. That is incredible. Because um, he had he played, did he play 300 games? Uh, 269 and seven representative games. And he still averaged almost well, 90 goals a year. Yep. <laughs> uh, 1,254 goals, 24 goals in rep games. Uh, three-time Coleman medalist, 88, 89, 92. And 12-time Hawthorne leading goal kicker. 86 through 96, 11 years straight and 98. And they had, at one, they, at one time they had a three-pronged forward line as well, didn't they? Him, Dermy. Um, Break Morrison. Bacanara. Yeah, Bacanara. Try saying that with a mouthful of Jaffers. I've done a ripper job of that. Try pouring your drink without spilling it all over the table. Well done. So that's that's number three. Yep. Let's see number two, de- Denial. Uh, number two. I believe you had this bloke at one. Ooh. A bloke from Wagga. The King. Yep. A highlight of his career. 28 games, 46 goals for Adelaide. One, uh, one split knee on a goalpost. Yep. <laughs> Just as he was finding form. Uh, three rep games for four goals. Five-time North Melbourne uh, leading goal kicker, 95, 96, 98, 99, 2000. Would have probably uh, had another eight years after that if he didn't. Rudy's vice captain's misses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, fact. Um, <laughs> 2.67 game average and 48.47 season average. Uh, 244 games for North Melbourne, 671 goals. Thanks, Rain Man. No worries. Um, and number one, 
The under the undeniable number <laughs> one, it's, it's and there's one, there's there's actually no, there's two reasons because he's got a first name and a second name, and the reason that Tony Lockett is the best forward of all time is his name's Tony Lockett. <laughs> like, for, <laughs> like for fuck's sake, yeah, I've the blokes. I've got to admit, I've dropped the ball on that. The blokes kicked. 898 goals in 183 games at St Kilda and 462 goals in 98 games at the Swannies. He's a four-time Coleman medalist, 87, 91, 96, 98. He only won four. Only won four, but hang on. Piggy Dunstall Dunst uh, was a three-time, 88, 89, 92, so he had a bit of competition. Well, there, um, there was a fair fucking batch of them in that, oh in that era. That, that 90s era oh. of full forwards. Oh. Go back and watch those highlights and you'll get a stiffy. Uh, he's a 10-time St Kilda leading goal kicker. 84, 85, 86, 87. Nicky Winmar in 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. Um, he's a five-time Sydney leading goal kicker, 95 through 99. Uh, Next he best was Nick Daffy on three. He kicked um, he kicked nineteen goals for the Big V in five games, uh, and a total of thirteen hundred and sixty goals um, in two hundred and eighty one VFL AFL appearances. Um, well he also won a Brownlow. Um, he did too, didn't he? Uh, last, last Ford to really win it. <laughs> yeah. Who's another Ford that's won it since then? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think there is one. Glenn Denning? That was before him? That was before him. Maybe Glenn Denning was before him. Um, no, nah, we're going to say none. Tell us wrong people. We'll go through the archives. But uh, I don't think another Ford has won that. But, uh, um, yeah. And, and whilst I love Dunstall and he was the same time as... Um, as Lockett, and his uh, season average was clearly extraordinary. Um, he had a reasonable side. Like, he he played for a pretty good Hawthorne team for a lot of his career. It's not like that he was number one like, and then there was blokes well well away from him. Like, yes, um, the Swans did play in the centenary season uh, grand final, but Lockett played for ordinary teams most of his career. That St Kilda side was horrendous. That's a that's an argument for why Dunstall is better than Lockett, though, because Lockett was the only person they looked for. Dunstall had all these other mates that were trying to take his footy. <laughs> that's why maybe he's my only an honourable mention. Get off the pipe, <laughs> you absolute psychopath! I oh. I'd have to reevaluate my five. Tell you what, I thought I was uh, going to cop some criticism. All right, I'm, I'm uh, footloose and fancy free uh, because that is ridiculous that you wouldn't have him in your five. Yeah, well, let's. There was one little one I thought I was going to put in a token small forward because it's just like that. But there's only two small forwards really that uh, could be the textbook's best time small forward. One wore 1918 and 19, and the other one wore 44. 
is in one was Eddie Betts, the other was Stephen Tiprat Milne. Correct. And I tend to buck the trend. I think Stephen Milne was a better small forward than Eddie Betts. The problem with Milne, because people just dislike him, they can't see the forest for the trees. Just oh. forget it. Ballantyne was the same. Yeah. Ballantyne was quality footballer. But big quality. Oh, he's quality. <laughs> oh, he's in the definitely in the top ten small forwards in the history of the game. Ballantyne. Yep. I don't think he's in the top Come ten of Frios. Pardon? I don't think he's in the top ten of Frios all time. Top ten small forwards of all time at Fremantle. Just to light you up there. Took the bait. Caught a marlin. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Milne, I looked up his stats today. He, has, he kicked 11 goals once, kicked nine twice, eight four times. Tom like, Lynch kicked 10 once, that's not that hard. Once. But uh, How many yeah, times has Milne us, kicked 10? Let us know your thoughts on the top five. Um, got a feeling I'm going to cop some heat and, uh, yeah, in, in due course. Um, I'm maybe still, I I'm still reeling after maybe, the locket one. Maybe I should have thought about this longer, but... Uh, that's the top five. And you know what? These guys didn't earn fuck all compared to the money. Dad. Did you see Richardson tweet his first ever playing contract? Yes. <laughs> $200 a game or something? And I saw... And uh, he's getting like three grand for the year. <laughs> and I saw a replay of Open Mike Vossi the other night. Yeah. And Vossi played... Was getting... In his first season, 1,500 a win, 500 a loss. He got, I think it was 11 games that he played in his first season. Fucking hell. And apparently Collingwood made an offer uh, for his, I don't know, second or third season. We'll chuck in a pack of darts. A hundred grand a year. Fuck. And and he's like, nah. He said to his old man, said, oh. Got a phone call from Collingwood. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to go to Collingwood. And a few days later, apparently, he said to the old man, oh, just out of interest, what was the offer? It's like 100 a year. He's like, what a season, 100 a season. How many years? They're like, three. He's like, what? He goes, don't he worry about it. Get it back on the phone. He's like, don't worry about it. If you're going to be as good as I think you're going to be, that's irrelevant, that offer. And just quietly, the old man, spot on. Dad's generally right. That's, uh, yeah, because the, back then, it footy wasn't professional. It was professional to a training point of view and how much you actually trained. But from a funding point of view, a lot of those guys, Richo, it, Richo's one of the most underrated forwards. He kicked 800 goals for Richmond. And he played his last two, two or three seasons on the wing. Six foot six running along the wing, almost won a Brownlow playing on the wing. Very underrated. Well, people don't give him enough... Not underrated, Remember? but people don't give him enough credit. Oh, look at this. Look at Wingard here after he kicks his goal. This is hilarious. Trips oh. over the cameraman. I was crying. Well, speaking of cameramen... Um, hang on, hang on. Get back to Richo. Okay. When he was the... The darling of the league and everyone wanted Richo to win the Brownlow. When did he become, like, everyone's favourite? Most of his career, he carried on like a petulant child, and then all of a sudden, he was a favourite. It's like, who is this bloke? Like, Everyone loves people him. have got short memories. 
And I just I didn't like it when he got shitty, but I loved it. Had it. Remember he punched remember the post t- and almost broke his hand. Remember that, remember <laughs> that time he uh, he handballed over the top to Roden and Roden accidentally rushed it through, <laughs> and he fucking absolutely gave it to him. It's like, well, you're the bloke handballing when you shouldn't have, mate. The guy was so passionate though. He would give all-time sprays to the umpire, to his teammates, to himself. Like, it was, what about it was, the time it was great did, to watch. What about the time he did the knee in Sydney? Yeah. He's worried about, look, because he was right near the fence. Mm. And what did he do again? Did a knee. What, into running in, oh, trying to stop before yeah, he hit like, the fence? Yeah, uh, and, and... Bang. Yeah. Like, he didn't hit the fence. Like, he went over the fence, but in trying to stop before he got to the fence, he hyperextended his knee. There's a lot of issues that happened back in the day with the fences being so close. Mm. Um, particularly there. It was a joint's about the size of a five-cent piece. Who else? Uh, well, the other, like just issues with the ground. Remember when Rennie did his knee on that disc where they bounced the ball? Yeah. Like, that was the reason. And you had Richo doing that. Simon did broke his arm at the MCG, hitting the Shane Crawford tackled him because the boundary was so close back then. Smashed his arm into the concrete, broke his arm. And other players always hurt themselves in the fences. Now. The, the bolt at uh, at uh, Homebush. Oh, yeah. Who's Ruffy. Ruffy ripped his on back his back? open. Yeah. But, I think um, they tidied it up a bit on the did, ground. Did Rennie actually do his knee on the plate? 100%. Did he land on the plate or take off on the plate? Either or. He stepped on the plate and slipped and did his knee. Yeah, right. What are you implying? He deliberately jumped off it and did his knee. Did I say that? No. Well, you implied. That's why I'm fucking asking you. I reckon he did his knee when he took off. I reckon he then landed on the plate. Incorrect. Okay. Because he took off and his leg slips and then all the weight pushes down on the knee. Okay. You got a short, you're talking about short memories. It's the most famous knee in history because everyone was like, how do they have a plate out there? Um, and, you, and you say about short memories, it's uh, like, like it's 15 years. <laughs> Or more. <laughs> hey, it's twenty five years ago. Like, like fucking short memory, like, mate. Like, 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 it's not fifteen minutes ago, mate. We're talking about money, though. This is why I brought up the money. There's, there's calls today that Oscar Allen should be offered oh. one point two million a year. What about the hold contract on. the St Kilda oh, bloke oh, that can't kick? On. Fucking just signed. Hold on, take a breath. Cause oh, I'm not good at breath. <laughs> Why, when a young guy just has a good couple of patches, do all of a sudden we have to make him a millionaire? There's some players in the AFL that took a while to get their money, their well-earned money, and he's had one good year, and they want to pay him a fucking 1.2 million. Jared Healy, let's get, can we just fucking pump the brakes on giving two-year players maybe we should fucking just huge veteran superstar fucking contracts? Actually, maybe we could just pump the brakes on Jared Healy's media career. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, losing it He's losing surely, his mind Surely Adelaide fans have Oh that's right, mate I didn't want any of that anyway you f- <laughs> Sorry <What do> you <laughs> f- I thought it was my bottle of water Anyway keep going um, Surely Adelaide fans have been through enough <laughs> What do you mean? Well we gifted Re- Richmond a premiership uh, <laughs> Um Oh, sorry. Yeah, so I'd gifted Richmond a premiership. We've had to live with that. They ruined my f- one of our favourite songs of all time, uh, by The Killers. Yep. Um, so we've been through a bit over the years. Coach got murdered. Uh, then the grand final debacle. Then the fucking Sam McClure's camp. Um, 
All this shit. Sam McLewis can. Yep. And then, and then all of a sudden, Sunday game, and Fox decide that poor old Anthony Hudson and the Adelaide faithful have to put up with Jared fucking Healy and Brad. How has this bloke got a job in media, Johnson? <laughs> you don't like Brad Johnson. No, do you? no, he's fucking awful. And I've I've had enough. Like. If a bad fixture isn't bad enough, at least give us some fucking decent fucking commentary. No, 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 no we'll just stick with Jared Healy and Brad Johnson. Um, Fox Footy, thanks for fuck all. Well, maybe they can. One of them can come in your heroes or villains. Another, another little section I'm going to bring up for the week. I'm already shitty that they've taken up so much of my time this evening. <laughs> well, um. Before we get on to the heroes and villains, it was good to see. Oh, are you actually saying you've got a hero and villain section and I have to put something up for no, it? No, no, I'm going to do it this week because I just came out with it before the show because there was oh. a couple of people that I thought, oh, that was a bit of an awesome thing and a couple of people I thought, you're a cunt, so <laughs> heroes and villains. Um, but before, oh, before we, it, it, it's, a, it's a different night here. Uh, before we go into that, there was a, there was a return of a... Prodigal son, uh, former fallen angel, um, jailbird. Cuzzo. The, the cuz is back. The cuz. And looking pretty fucking good for a guy that's been in jail for fucking Such a couple is of life. years, essentially. But then yeah. again, there's not much to do in jail apart from dips and curls and run the yard. But um, the team he's playing for is a team which essentially has a lot of I think uh, I read 80% Indigenous. Indigenous and, and troubled yeah. youth type thing. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that he's chosen that club or maybe they got him there or yeah. or it's something to do with his parole. It's or definitely anything. not that that's where he grew yeah, up. Yeah, he's playing there for a reason. But they, they were saying that they essentially don't get a crowd. No one really comes. And him being there, they've had more on the track ever than before. They've had people coming to the games... All of a sudden, they're a hive of activity. Yep. So, people who thought the the power of Ben Cousins and everything it was all dead, it's fucking still there. Mm. Well played, Ben Cousins. So, but in, he doesn't make in, the heroes in villains. not just your playing performance. No, but he's not your hero of the no. week. Oh, I have a hero, and everyone saw him last week trying to have a bit of a contest in the goal square, holding his ground to make sure he gets the right decision. But this week, when uh, when the goal umpire ate a oh. savage bump from uh, Dusty and literally just sat there, he's like, I'm fucked. And Dusty said to him, <laughs> did you hear what he said today? He's like, Dusty said no. to me, are you okay? And he goes, no, nah, I'm no good. And he said, oh, but it, well, but it was a goal, wasn't it? <laughs> and he goes, so your hero is Dusty. And he's not. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it was a goal. And he gets up. Is it, I don't know if he's... Did he single a goal with his bung shoulder? Uh, no, there isn't no, a review. He, he said to the field umpire, I reckon it's a goal, but we need to review. Have a look at it. And um, at that time, and he came he said, off and, and the other guy came and on. And by the way, can you can you call the bench to send the other bloke on? Because my shoulder's out. This is why he's my hero. A lot of big, tough footy players, they do their shoulder. They're walking off and they're in fucking agony and they're letting you know they are. This guy has just calmly walked off the field 
arm down. And Got a standing ovation from the minuscule Richmond faithful that can't fucking travel the other side of the city. Oh, that's something we didn't talk about, the whinging that they can't play it to the MCG. But he's walked off the field... Like, I've, yeah, I've got a little bit of a boo-boo. I'm just going to walk off and get it a, t- get a dislocated shoulder. So, so Adam Wodzik. Adam Wodzik is my um, hero just quietly, Just quietly, not sure if uh, if I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> On <laughs> the replacement Smith. The substitute Smith. Um, so that's our hero, and that's a lovely feel-good story, but um, it brings me to my villain. And it's a villain that's reared its head for quite a, quite a while. Um... Liz Cabbage, as some people call her, decided to uh, to to have a go at the AOC and everyone for for their for whitewashing, whitewashing the Australian the Olympic team. Little, but little did she. Well, I don't know if she knew, but one of the players is an Indigenous player that plays for the rugby sevens, nines, sevens, sevens, and she said, <laughs> "Being tanned doesn't qualify." As being diverse, um, and look, yet an indigenous bloke wearing the rugby sevens indigenous jersey at the uh, un- uniform unveiling, and the, the the very hypocritical thing of what she pretty much came out and said was the fact that there wasn't exactly a there wasn't exactly copious amounts of stars to have this photo shoot because everyone's scattered all over the world. You got Paddy Mills would have obviously been in that. Unveiling in America, Simmons, plenty of um, uh, indigenous players. They could would have loved to have had it, but obviously couldn't get it. They did have one, but that wasn't good enough for Liz. She had to fucking make it all about her. Oh, and it's absolutely all about her. And that's what it is. Because she does it, and then she's like, I'll oh, bring on the hate. I thrive on it. I love it. It's like... But when she Why said, are you making this about you? Oh, I'm not playing. She made it about her. She didn't. If she had a real issue with it, she could have made an actual quite a quite a um, a logical argument for what she may have had to say. But she made it about her. And then two days later, she tweeted, "I'm in." Who said you're in? You don't pick the team, <laughs> you fucking whore. <laughs> Is that a bit much? Bang! Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck her. She's uh, an Andrew Bogart, of course, that reignited the stoush. And, um, yeah, we won't, won't repeat it. We can go on t- t- Twitter and have a look. It's a good back and forth. It's I'd love to see a montage of their 10 years' worth of back and forth argument because they fucking hate each other. Yeah, they don't seem to be fond of each don't other. They seem to be fond of each other. Don't but lose a lot of <laughs> sleep over each other's comments. Who would be a hero for you this week? Denial? Um... Jeez, I'm glad you've put me on the spot with this and really fucking told me we were this is what we were doing. This is well. Um, this is our podcast, so this is spur of the moment talking shit. Uh, nah, you got nothing. We'll think yeah, of one. I don't think I do. I just don't want to end the note on the night on talking about the cabbage. So, um, maybe Josh Kitty. Yeah. He's hung, uh, up, hung up the six he's, of Guernsey. He's Done. pulled the pin on his NBL career for now. Apparently the club pulled the pin. Well, they released him from his contract yeah. at his request. Well, did it, I th- but some, I read that they, they said, oh, no, well, 
I oh, know they probably would have loved him to play, but oh uh, well, it's one of those things. Like it was reported in the advertiser the other day, like oh, he's he's finished his NBA, like shock horror. It's like well, it's always gonna come happen. on, he's minimum money next season. He can't afford to get injured now. Playing, you know, if he thought he was lapping up the the poon being an NBA player and with a bit of clout. Geez, he's going to go to town in America, would have thought. Not a bad-looking kid. Uh, doesn't do it for me, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but Horniest uh, um, man alive. Oh, me? No, nah, me. Oh. Um. <laughs> I, I was actually told that by a 16-year-old recently. Well, can you please say the rest of the story? Because that didn't come out right, mate. So... Your nephew... He's my cousin, you dickhead. Is he? Yeah, yeah. he is. He's your cousin. So he's my uncle's son. Oh, see, you're, um, you're 108, so. <laughs> yeah, but but you look like you you look like you're 10 years older oh, than me, so. I'll move on. Uh, so that must be true. Um, yeah, so uh, my cousin Samuel came to the basketball with us one night and he just happened to mention to his sister and they got home. Oh, it was really nice. Oh, Caesar, Caesar, Danny's mate. He seems, he seems pretty nice. Um, oh, jeez, he's fucking horny though. <laughs> nah, the, just, the, the, kid, uh, the kids just got the wrong end of the stick. I say stuff for comedy, for laughs, uh, to get reactions. He obviously thought it, it was true. Um, but yeah, good to see. It. Good to see. I had an effect on a young kid in society and gave him a few laughs and. Anyway, speaking of laughs, hope you all had a few, whether you're listening in the car, at home, on the shitter, wherever you're listening to us talking shit, thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to at Danny for his horrendous top five, you can have a go at him on, on, on Twitter or the Facebook page. Or, or even better, you could at, um, you could at, at Luke Caesar um, for his horrendous number six. Fucking come at me. Uru people, go the D's, go the Crows, let's hope it's a draw. Are you playing a song? Or? Nah, too late, you've already started this one. I can turn this one off? Nah, we'll just roll with it. Oh, really? Yeah, see you guys. Have you got anything worth listening to then? You won't like it. But I don't like any of your music, so. Good. I grow up.